tell them how much. Lord, I love you more than anything. My, my, my. That's worship. That's worship. That's worship. I love you, Jesus, more than anything. Our Father and our God, we stand this morning amazed that you have been so faithful. In spite of us, you have blessed us. Even when we made bad choices, bad decisions, took bad directions, denied you of your glory, you continue to bless us. So Lord, this morning we say thank you. We applaud you. We glorify you. We, we magnify you. We ask forgiveness of sins. And we pray, Lord God, that you would take full control of our lives. Fill us with the knowledge of your will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Correct us. Convict us. Oh God, compel us. And if need be, convert us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give Lord a hand clap. Come on. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. We thank the Lord from whom all blessings flow. And I want to thank our great choir. Let's get the Lord a hand clap for all. Small in number, but effective. God, God told Gideon, you have too many for me to get the glory. Praise God. Thank you, Kent. Thank you, choir. Thank you for such lovely, worshipful music. See, the essence of worship is that whatever we do in thought, word, deed, whatever we do by song, skit, or whatever, all of the glory goes to him. In fact, when we hear a song, it puts our mind on him. If you sing a song and my mind's on you, I got the wrong object. The glory's on him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This morning we'll be in James chapter 1, the epistle of James, what we call a general epistle, after Hebrews, James chapter 1, and we welcome our TV audience and everyone else who may be tuning in. We thank the Lord for you. This morning, I'm going to talk about traps, transformations, and truth. 
a wisdom of warning. James chapter 1, and uh, I want you to look at verse 12. Blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he is tried, he, will, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man, 13, say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. I'm going to begin this sermon with traps. Traps. Satan uses two strategies when attacking a child of God. One is trials, that which comes from the outside in. And every day we are exposed to trials troubles. Jesus said, in this life, you will have tribulations. Well, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Those things that come from the outside in to our lives, these troubles, must be met by faith with an adjustment in our attitudes so that we start to see them as God's <clears throat> design and God's development and not God's displeasure. And last week, we preached grow up. James is teaching us maturity of faith. How mature people ought to think. And we, 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 we dealt with three words. Count it all, reckon the trials, the troubles that come into our lives, reckon them as if God has put you in a classroom knowing Second word, verse 3, that the fire testing of your faith is working out patience. And then the third word was let. Let this process that involves some pain proceed. Immature people cannot ever endure trouble without <clears throat> thinking it's all about them. A baby can only cry when it comes to them. And, 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 and so this, this matter of trials, this matter of trials, this matter of trials is um, whether it's on a job, in a home, in a relationship, whatever, God, God is God has a design and a development that he's working out 
something in your life that you're going to need later on. He's maturing us. We're growing up through the power of the Holy Spirit by what God continues to do. And see, and see the problem in the church, and I, I said this this morning, I can hear a pin drop. See, the problem in the church, we keep taking immature people and putting them in mature positions. That's, that's, that's the whole problem. When, when you look at the Bible and people are trying to, you know, you know, it talks about gifts, it talks about grace, it talks about gifts, it talks about goodness. Paul says, let him that wants to minister wait on his ministry. Don't, don't rush people into place because they'll wreck it. Yeah, and, and whether they're ministers or deacons or elders or whatever, and, and I'm not dealing with chronological age. I'm dealing with maturity. Uh, people that have been through something, people that have maximized the hand that they've been dealt. Yeah. And even in marriage, a lot of the problems in marriage is because we start acting immature. Yeah. About situations in which by faith, we ought to be mature about, yeah, that when, when we look at what James is saying, and, and, and when I think about maturity, it's, it's basically, listen, taking responsibility, taking onus, taking responsibility for your own fractures, your own failures, yeah, your families, they're your kids, take care of them. Immature men want to make babies and then leave. Isn't that right? Y'all ain't got to say amen. Let me just, let me just look at the clock. I ain't for you. Yeah, take, take some onus. Uh, praise the name of Jesus. Hey, you, you, you can't get married and not work. What kind, what kind of mess is that? Amen. And, and, and so it's taking responsibility and then it's being mature, not only in your responsibility, but being mature in your righteousness, walking in the wisdom of the word. That's, that's what God is telling us to do. And then, amen, uh, uh, it's, it's, it, it, it also deals with our reasoning, how we think. It's not about you. It never was about you. Do I have a witness? I'm, I'm talking about mature people. That, that, that when you, listen, mature people in relationships understand that their whole soul responsibility is to sacrificially serve, not be served. Well, what's in it for me? I, you know, I did that as a teenager. Are y'all are are hearing this? And, and, and so one of the things we, we, we need to understand is that, um, and, then, and then taking responsibility for your ruptures. I, I need to deal with that too. It ain't all your mate. It ain't all your kids. It ain't all your boss. Let me hear what you bring into the equation. That's just growing up. I, I confess last week that even in my 
in my marriage and relationships, there were times in 27 years I was immature, just, you know. I said, uh, Sister Gordon was the problem. No, that's immaturity. Now I've grown. Sister Gordon's 80% of the problem. <laughs> I, 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 you, you know I love you. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm at least taking 20%. <laughs> I'm going to make myself laugh. I ain't full with y'all. Who's <laughs> a marriage counselor? The counselor said, well, 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 Ray, what did I see on your face? I said, why am I here? Y'all don't need to laugh because I was married to you. I said the same thing. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. But now James deals with the flip side, not the trials that's coming from the outside in. Now James is going to start dealing with the temptations which are going to come from the inside out. And, 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 and let me tell you why this is so important, because all of us are hiding something. That's why in the series I did years ago, The Hidden Hurts of the Believer, we got stuff hidden that a whole lot of folk can't get to. You won't let them get to it. It's hidden, and it stays hidden, amen, because we look at it as if this is my personal secret that I can't let out. Come to church for a whole praise his name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, that's the outward. Let's, let's, let me see you under some heat. That James begins this thing on temptations, which means uh, solicitation to evil. Now, what gives temptations their strength? I'm glad you asked. It's a vehicle to escape. A vehicle to escape. That, that if a temptation comes into my life and is strong, I'm trying to escape some difficulty that I'm experiencing in my life. So I'm open to this temptation. Are y'all praying with me? It's, it's not only an, an escape mechanism, it's an alternative to my outcome. I see where this is going. I, I, I need an alternative. And then it's, it's listen to this now, it's, it's, it's a preview to a pleasure that I'm not experiencing. This thing is getting tight. It's a personal promotion by way of shortcut. I don't want to work all my life for a living. I want to hit this lottery today. I want to sell drugs so I don't have to stay employed forever. It's a shortcut. It's a shortcut. And, and in life, there are no shortcuts. You know what shortcuts do? They cut you short. 
And 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 so and so, child of God. What do you, what do you mean by that, preacher? Well, I'm gonna get out your way. See, here here here's our dilemma. We keep factoring and reasoning on things based on from me out that if I can just change this, I'll be happy. What we're not factoring is what is it in you that's keeping you from being happy? Because I got to take myself wherever I go. Can I get a witness? So if I leave my family, go to Bermuda all by myself, and I got money, and I'm, uh, I'm still subject to be miserable because there's some misery in me. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so James comes along, and he begins to home in on verse 12. Blessed, happy is the man that can get through the temptation attack. For when he is tried, now there's no sin in temptation. The temptation is yielding to sin. When he is tried, he shall receive, Stephanos, a crown of life, a victor's crown, which the Lord had promised to them that love him. Now don't miss that. I, I, I stopped and parked here this morning. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Every time we show faith, every time we fail, every time we falter, every time we get fractured, it's all coming from your love for Christ. Peter denied him and bust out crying. Are you getting this? Thomas said, I won't believe till I see him. Isn't that right? That when we look at this text, in Genesis 2, don't turn, Eve was tricked by Satan. He pulled up in the garden. Satan is slick. And, and, and by the way, Satan knows everything about you. Because he used to be your daddy when you was in the world. Are y'all praying with me? He's got the history of your life. And he knows what you don't want anybody else to know. Can I get an amen? You know why? Because he was the one, amen, injecting disobedience in you when you were disobedient. Can I get a witness? So Satan comes along to Eve and says, by way of, listen, by way of a question, and be, be always careful when the devil started adding you questions. Because in English, we call it rhetorical. You know what, you know, you know what a rhetorical question is? You don't need no answer. It's obvious. He, he, he comes along and says, did God say that if you ate of this fruit? And then he went on to tell her, God knows that if you eat it, you'll be just like him. She had a deep, dark desire to be like God. And she partook of the fruit. Now, we don't know what the fruit was. The fruit wasn't necessarily apple. You know, I, I, I was talking about this morning. What, 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 what fruit just looks beautiful? Well, nectarines look beautiful. You know, you know what nectarine is, right? 
half peach, half whatever. You know, you know nectarines. Y'all know nectarines? You ever, you ever see a shiny nectarine? I, I don't know what the fruit was, but it, it was, li- listen to me, it was a forbidden fruit. You may eat of every tree in the garden, but of one tree. And, and, and that's like telling a child, whatever you do, don't ever go in that closet. For the rest of that child's life, they're going to try to find a way in that closet. Because it's forbidden fruit. Are y'all, pray, are y'all praying with me? So Eve partook, gave it to her husband. Now, now I'm not going into this. Adam was not deceived. Adam sinned willfully. And you would have sinned willfully too after, after being with all animals and naming them. And then when God put him to sleep and took a rib and made woman, he came out and said, wow. Woo. So when he said, here, Adam, take, I guess Adam said, look, I ain't going back to them animals. You go, I go. You know, shoot. But, 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 but even in the life of Abraham, chapter 12 of Genesis, Abraham was in God's place in Canaan. And God put a test to him. He, see, God will test you, Satan will tempt you. The test was, it's a famine in the land. There's no food. There's no food in God's place. The temptation from Satan is, forget God's place. You need food. I'm preaching now. So he went down into Egypt, out of God's place. God had to chase him back in place. He needed food for his flocks. And child of God, that's just what we do. God will put us in something, and, it, and, and, and we can't see how this thing is going to answer our dilemmas, and we begin with plan B to move out of place, to get our needs met, and all the while we are out of the will of God. I'm coming in this thing. He says, verse 13, let no man say when he is tempted, I am what? Tempted of God. Now, now I want to show you three quick um, inroads to these Traps and Transformations in Truth. I, this is a very practical book, very, very, very practical. And uh, I have failed the temptation test numerous times. And you, so, so have you. You, you. you go to a clothes store, you got, you got 40 pair of shoes on, and you see that one pair of shoes, and you end up spending bill money to get it. And, and you wear it one time and don't wear it again. That, that, that was just solicitation to a temptation. How many of y'all got shoes in your closet you never wore? See? Praise Jesus. How many of you want something you really don't need? Oh, more hands. I'll keep this up. I'm going to get everybody. Hmm. So we see the design of inward temptations. Temptations are, are, are inward solicitations towards evil. It is through the old Adamic sinful nature 
which is fallen, and all Satan does, listen, he brings along an outward Pavlov, an outward stimuli that attracts the inward lust. So the lust is already in us. Are y'all getting this picture? Satan just got to come up with the right outward stimuli. It may not just be a good-looking man, good-looking woman. It could be intelligence. It could be articulation. Maybe, you know, I, I like the way he talks. Well, you better shut your mouth and go on home. You, 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 I, I, I like it. I like the way I like the way she dresses. I, I, I like I like I like. Somebody gonna help me out in here this morning. Though. Person full of hell, going to hell, full of mess. But I, I like the way they just. I just like the way. I like the way they hold a mic. Sometimes just stupid. My Lord. So James begins to, amen, expose the nature of these temptations. And all through the Bible, we see temptations, 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 temptations. And, 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 and I'm going to get to that one, one time in, in Matthew chapter 4, Satan even came to Jesus and he waited. The Bible says Jesus was, uh, he fasted four days, four nights. Afterwards, he was hungry. J Satan waited till he was hungry. The whole temptation was based on uh, putting a stimuli in front of him that would connect with what he was feeling on the inside. Jesus had no sin nature. He was sinless. He was 100% pure. He was 100% man and 100% God. But what Satan put in front of him was, you know what? I'm going to hit you with a double whammy. Since... You are the son of God. And I know some of your Bibles say if. No, in the Greek it's since. Satan knew who he was. Since you are the son of God, since you are hungry, since you want some food, since you are supposed to have all power in your hand, turn these stones into bread. And Jesus said, no, it is written. Thou shalt not, Deuteronomy 6, thou shalt not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. You know, you know, you know what Satan was 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 known at? He was trying to get Jesus, like us, to act independent of God. You ain't prayed a bit about that new job. You didn't pray a bit about that new mate. You you really haven't prayed about getting that new car. You have not prayed. In everything by prayer, I'm preaching to somebody, and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests. You know why we don't want to pray about everything? We scared God might. We, we, we scared God might say no. It begins with an enticement. It's a bait. It's a trap. Mm. And, and, and what the devil's doing, he's pulling up 
your, listen, your desire to be great, your desire to be, be out front, your desire to be on top, your desire to, 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 to be satisfied, your desire to escape difficulty, your desire to escape, escape defeat, your, your, your desire to, 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 to be great, with, with, you know, whatever it is, he begins with an enticement. And the enticement of Satan has substance to it. Because in his temptations, he's already given you a rationale why this will work. Aren't you tired of being disrespected? Aren't you tired of all that is satanic? And that boy can rap. I'm talking about Satan. He can rap. He 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 can he can can he rap? He can rap. Now. And so and so listen listen listen. It starts with enticement. It moves to entrapment. Then the then the bait the bait is set. The trap is set. I often tell you about that fish underwater. You go fishing. That fish underwater. All he sees is that juicy worm. On underwater, it's wiggling. The, the worm is going like this, and in the fish in the fish mine, he's pulling up on the worm, saying, "Uh oh, this is my meal." Wow. What the fish cannot see is the hook, the line, the sinker, and the frying pan. And every time we give in to a temptation, every time we go after a, an enticement and an entrapment and give it endorsement, there's enslavement. Every, every time we reach for something, Satan is saying, oh, they bit, I got them now. I got them now. Hmm. We, must res- we must resist and reverse our thoughts because Satan loves to take routine desires and make them runaway desires. Hmm. Drooling at the mouth. It's a snare. It's a trap. It's an enticement. It's a lure. It has a rationale about it. It makes sense. It's logical. It will meet my needs. It'll answer what I've been praying for for years. All of that is in the plan of Satan. It, it will help me to fantasize. It will, it, it, it will fix my failures. It will, it will stop me from falling. If I can just get this one thing, my God, just get this one thing. Just this one thing. I've been hoping for this all my life, and I'm not going to pass this up. Here's the problem. You cannot see what's behind it. Only God sees what's behind it. Only God knows what's going to happen. Do I have a witness? So when we are tempted in any way, shape, or form, We can't see everything, my God. 
songwriter said, yield not to temptations for yielding is sin. And, and then Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, he said, there is no temptation that have taken you that's not common to all men, but God with the temptation will make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Hmm. Temptation, temptations. Well, pastor, that's kind of tough. How do I know when Satan is laying traps and bait and enticements and entrapments, endorsements, enslavements, and when God is laying a blessing? How do I differentiate blessing from bait? I'm glad you asked. Look at verse 16. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Don't, don't, don't make an error in this matter of temptation. Don't make an error in this matter of temptation. 27 years ago, when I came here to pastor in 87, I told the deacons and trustees after some time working together, I said, look, guys, back off. Let me have it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I felt confident in the Lord. I got it. I am responsible for this church, not you. You're responsible for obeying me. I'm responsible for obeying God. Every sheep that's in this flock, I'm responsible for. And that's why I fuss so much. People say, hey, why are you fussing again? I'm fussing. Yeah, I'm fussing. I'm fussing because I'm trying to get things right. We, we're pushing for excellence. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and at the end of the day, listen, uh, leadership is not only leading people. Listen to this. Mature leadership is being responsible for people. You are responsible for souls. You're responsible for these people's souls. And, and when you look at this matter of um, leadership, responsibility, when you look at this matter of being entrapped, there are a lot of entrapments along the way that if you're not, if you're not really uh, tuned in and discerning, you'll give way to a lot of solicitations of Satan to, to take a shortcut or, or, or to... To, 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 to do evil, whatever, whatever the case is. And, 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 and so, child of God, uh, uh, understand that God comes along in this matter of, now listen to pastor, this matter of this design of inward temptation and says, don't err, don't, my beloved brethren, he says, every, now here's God's angle, every good gift, my God, the word good denotes light. Everything God brings to you is light. And in him, there's no darkness at all. God is light. Now, let me, let me say that again. God is light. Everything God brings is light, a light source, which means it's pure. No, no, no makeup of mess. Now, I'm not talking about 100% perfection because none of us are 100% perfect. But you can differentiate light from darkness. When God brings something, it's light. 
He says, every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above. I see light. I see liberty. I see, I see pure. I see peaceable. I see gentle, willing to yield, willing to take initiative, full of mercy, full of good fruits, godly wisdom, without partiality. Look at the list. It comes down from the Father of lights, whom is no compromise, variableness, neither shadow of turning. Now, what we typically mess up in our exegesis, because we're dealing with what God brings, not Satan. We mess up verse 18. Look at that. Of his own will begot he us with the what? Now, stop. He says, listen, of God's own will, he drew us and saved us with truth. Don't miss this verse, verse 18. It's significant. That we should be, here's why God drew you with truth, not with bait, not with traps. He drew you with truth so that you and I would be a first fruit ah, of his creatures. We, we would start to bear fruit from our faith. Are y'all getting this? Romans 8, 28 and 29 go together. For we know that all things work together for the good for them that love the Lord and call according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, verse 29, he also did predestinate that they would be conformed to his image. Now, 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 let me give you the short version of that. Just like God, through election, chose you before the foundation of the world, God, listen to this, also predestinated you, Lord have mercy, to be conformed to his image. So you cannot have <laughs> a change of belief without a change of behavior. You can't have it. I was raised in church. In the 50s, I was on a usher board. I was on a choir. I, I went to Sunday school every Sunday. No options. I was kidding this morning, last night, Saturday night. I was flicking stations, and, and Lawrence Walk came on. And I told my wife, well, I remember this. We used to sit in front of the TV on Saturday night, see these bubbles, and Lawrence Walk, you know. I, I think our parents were just mystified with television. It was like a... <laughs> but I told my wife, after a minute, I said, I can't do this, man. I had chicken You know why I can't do it? You know why I can't watch Leave it to Beaver and Lawrence Walk no more? You know why I can't watch uh, Gunsmoke too much and, and, and all that stuff I used to watch in the 50s and 60s? Because I've been conditioned over time to want the gory stuff. Gory, you know, somebody getting shot and somebody, somebody, you know, law and order, somebody robbing somebody. You know, I'm, I'm, I've been conditioned. You say, well, where are you going with this? I'm glad you asked. We've been conditioned yeah. Listen, we've been conditioned by this old nature not to want the things of God. We've been conditioned. 
It's almost corny to say you're still a virgin. You say, oh, you know, praise God, I'm still a virgin. Anybody look at you? Like Mary was the last virgin. I know we got some virgins out there. And you ought to be proud of that. No, I ain't going to ask them to raise their hand. I am not going to ask them to raise their hands. Because the wrong one raised their hands, I'm going to have problems up in here. <laughs> See, sin is what God calls right, we call wrong. And what God calls wrong, we call right. And you got to watch this consensus of society. 70% of the polls say they want you to fall with the majority. When God's word is saying, uh-uh, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Check it, check it, check it out, check it out, check it out. <sighs> Bait, entrapments, temptations, whole spirit. And you, you have to understand when these things come into your life, and they will, they will. You got to have the right attitude. Not to buy Satan's lies. See, listen. God says in his word, the soul that sinneth will die. So if I continue to drink, get high, and put in my body all kind of stuff, uh, I can get saved in the process, but I'm on my way to death because God said it. Are y'all getting this? Secondly, ain't nobody getting away with nothing. God is not mocked. <laughs> I wish I had a witness. Ain't nobody getting away with nothing. Uh, here's what we're getting away with. Amen. Because God did not call you to accountability today don't mean you got away with it. He's an accountant that doesn't settle all his accounts in August. Fret not thyself because of you do us, neither be envious of the workers of iniquity. Psalm 37, they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as what? The green herb. Trust in the Lord. Commit thy way unto the Lord and, 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 and uh, give your desires to the Lord and he shall bring it to pass. You, you, you got to understand that this thing on temptations and, and there's, there's a great temptation for some people to be slick. I can spot slick people three miles away. We, we, we think that we are manipulating others, but the fact of the matter is, is that these entrapments, um, 
and these enticements, these temptations, that it reminds me of when I was growing up and, and, and my mother and father, we didn't have, uh, there were some families that had, uh, uh, they had what they call soap bubbles. You put it in the bath water and the bubbles would come up. What do you call them? Huh? Well, we didn't have it because my mother bathed us in tide. So we, 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 she bathed us in tide. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, she ran the bath water and put tide in the water. Yeah, and, and brown soap and all that kind of stuff. Right? We, but for, the, for, the, for, for those, for the, for those bush, bush, bourgeois uh, saints, they had, they had, listen, they had bubbles. And, and here's the essence of those bubbles. That's, that's, that's the definition of the book of, of Ecclesiastics, that when a bubble came out of the bathtub and started rising, it looked beautiful, all different kind of colors. All you had to do was touch it, and the bubble burst. And when Satan is hooking you up, all you got to do is touch it, and it's going to burst. It's not going to last. It's not going to satisfy. It's not going to do what you think it's going to do. Man, she looks fine. She is. What's next, brother? Man, I bet. Mm-hmm. Man, only if I had that at home. You messed that up too. Mm-hmm. Secondly, he, he, he moves from the design to the divine inlook of transformation, qualities needed for trials. Now, now, now look at verse 18, because I'm going to move quickly. Of his own will begot he us. Now, we read that. Look what he says. He deals with these doubles. Verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, if you're going to be transformed, he, he deals with, listen, swift and slow. Learn to be swift to hear. You got two ears and slow to speak. You got one mouth. Mm. I love the line on Crimson Tide with Gene Hackman and Danzel. When Danzel became co-captain on a ship, did y'all see that picture? And at the beginning, the, this nuclear submarine was going out in the ocean. They were going to another country. And Gene Hackman said, come on up here. And Gene Hackman was looking at the sunset and gave Danzel a cigar, and, it was, and Danzel was quiet. He said, you passed your first test. Danzel said, what? He said, keep him quiet. Somebody else will come up here and want to talk and blow the scenery. All right. Even a fool is considered wise. When they keep quiet. Don't, don't learn to have all the answers. Don't, don't learn to always give counsel. Don't learn to always have an opinion. Sometimes just chill. Let, let somebody else talk. I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling in my marriage. And I need prayer. And just keep quiet. Sit, sit there and look at them and, and say, I'll be praying for you. I know what you're going through. Swift to hear. 
It is a righteous response contextually when trials are coming into the life. Slow to speak and then slow to wrath. That means don't be reactionary about everything. How many of you are reactors? Raise your hand. Be honest. I'm a reactor. No, no, don't do this. If you're a reactor, raise your hand. There you go. Now, us reactors, we messed up, aren't we? Mm. Um, I'm, I'm trying to allow the Holy Spirit for me not, I was saying this morning, I know damn before I die, somebody, because I, you know, I say, I ain't letting nobody hurt me and forget that, you know, I'm from South Philly, I ain't fooling with that. Dude. I know before I die, somebody going to spit in my face. Just don't try it today. I, I'm, I'm still growing. I'm, I'm, st- I'm still growing in grace. And, and, and the Lord's will is going to be for me to just wipe the spit and say, praise Jesus. give us a new capacity, a new character, a new consecration, and people should possess a faith that can obey the Word of God. Obey. Oh, Peter, oh, Peter, oh, Peter in the garden, man. This is deep. Here goes Jesus in the garden. They come to lock him up. Band of Jewish soldiers, they walk up to him. Judas is in, in front, and they said, the soldier said, are you Jesus? He said, I am he. And and, 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 and the Bible says that his disciples was with him. You know, Peter, James, and John, they were hoodlums. And the Bible says Peter pulled out a switchblade and cut off Malchus' ear. Malchus was the, high, Malchus was the lead uh, Jewish soldier. He cut his ear off, and Jesus said, Peter, put up the sword. And the Bible says Jesus reached down and picked up the air, ear. Now, 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 wait a minute. There's some things, if I don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God, there's some things he cannot do, and I walk away still believing he's not the Son of God. He picked up the air, and the Bible says he put it right back in place, and every corpuscle and every blood vessel was reconnected. Lord, have mercy. In the 60s, I was in South Philly. God pulled out a knife. He said, I'm going to cut you up. He pulled out a knife. The other guy said, cut yourself. (laughs) Been there. What a man. Peter, I didn't come to get killed in the midnight brawl. Peter, you can't live like that any longer. Put the switchblade up. Church folk, don't bring all that hell up in here. Don't come in here with all your gossiping. Yeah, looking around the room for something that's not your church folk. 
Don't come in here with them ungodly opinions. Put up your stuff. Mm. Tight, but it's right. Swift to hear, slow to speak. Look. Look what he says. Look at the, look at the doubles. Slow to wrath. Look at verse 20. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. See, when we get angry and, 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 and when we respond and react the wrong way, God ain't getting no glory. See, the glory to God is, I know I put a stumbling block in this brother's way. And he did not react. He did not try to hit back. He, he's different than we are. Do I have a witness? When I worked in the government in the 80s, I was working as a communication specialist, and I, I, I'll never forget this day. I was there. I had been out of the military, got a nice job, and, and, and uh, I was working downtown in Center City and Philadelphia, and uh, um, I heard a rumor that a layoff was coming down. So uh, I heard the director tell the managers, now y'all got y'all to gotta lay off so many people because we have to X, Y, and Z. And this one guy who had been to Vietnam and uh, he would come to work, he would come to work like this, look. He was on medicine, he'd sit there and do his job, and he'd walk back out the door like, ain't nobody fool with him. So, 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 so when the layoff came, they said, who gonna tell me he's laid off? They said, I ain't tell me. <laughs> they said, I ain't tell me. I ain't fool with that man. <laughs> Turn this place out. So I bust out laughing, and you know what? That man had a job. That, 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 man, that man had a job, Doc. They didn't, you know, ain't nobody fooling with that man. That man is, you know, and, and, and so, Lord have mercy. Jesus. <laughs> Somebody said, they made a way out of no way. <laughs> But, but check it out, check it out, check it out. He says, verse 21, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the growing engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Now, he's not talking about salvation here. He's talking about saving your soul in a situation of trials. Are y'all getting this? That, 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 that God goes on to talk about the royal law, pure religion. Amen. God is talking about, chapter 2, 1 to 7, no favoritism maneuvering. People don't respect people that talk out both sides of their mouth. That, that's, that's one of the things I appreciate about the military. They, listen, one thing I love about the military, they didn't see no faces. When they come in the barracks, and your bunk was messed up, everybody got a failing grade. You know what, they, you know what picture they were sending? You're going to be a team. And if this person's the problem, you're going to get them in gear. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Loved it. No favoritism, two, one to seven. Don't. He says, my brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with what? Respect the persons. God does not want us to respect persons. Talking about the rich and the poor. 
Somebody comes in with a mink stole and, 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 and a Rolls Royce and you give them a prime seat. And we will do that in a heartbeat because we are given to the spectacular. Oh, there. Do you know who's here this morning, Pastor? Who? Oh, oh, oh this, this guy, he's, he's, he's in Hollywood. So what am I supposed to do? I'll recognize him, but he ain't coming here to get no cheap seats. And then you tell somebody that's poor, in, insufficient. No, you go somewhere and sit out in the hallway. And God is saying, the mistake you're ma- making is that it's the poor who's rich in faith. No favoritism, no fault finding, 2-8. Look at 2-8. If ye fulfill the royal law, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, do we really love our neighbors as much as we love ourselves? Don't answer. Think about that. Do we really love others as much as we love ourselves? And then verse 13, no final judgment. And For he shall have judgment without mercy that have shown no what? Now, let me, let me say, I was saying this this morning. We're almost finished. Every time I think about where the Lord brought me from, every time I think about all the mess I was in and came out of the mess, Every time I think all the times I failed and God was there to catch my fall, how can I be unmerciful to somebody else? Somebody said, when I think about the goodness, and he's been good. Hasn't God been good? The, The goodness, the goodness. There were nights we should not have come home. Come on now. There were clubs we should never have come out of. Do I have a, there were car accidents we should not have been spared from. But God, he's a mighty good God. And not only did he look over you, he looked over your children. And listen, parents, you think you know. You have no idea where your children were. What your children were into. But God pulled them out with power. Clothed in their right mind. My God, my God, my this this is pure religion. This come on now. This 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 is a divine inlook. These are qualities of Christians who are going through trials. Qualities 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 I got people contacting me on Facebook and I you know I'm, I'm not even on Facebook I'm not on Twitter I'm not on Instagram. I mean church wise I am but I'm not on any personal you know I got people contacting me and they go way back with me I had a couple I've been out the Air Force for 40 years out 
I got a couple that I was stationed with, Dan. They got on Facebook and said, my God, you are past. Meaning, they know something you don't know. <laughs> and I, I mean, I went, I went ballistic when I saw that these people on Facebook had, had somehow pulled up St. Matthew's, tracked me down, and da-da-da-da-da-da. And, and I had others way back in my past. I said, my God today, Jesus, man. Here's the essence. People ought to be able to touch you, confide in you, and trust you as much as they can trust Jesus. Because we are ambassadors for Christ. I bet if I started right here and said, let me tell you something. By the time it got there, y'all done added five tons of dirt to what I said. I'm a sinner saved by grace. Nothing more. I'm not here for prominence. I'm not here for power. I'm not here for glory. I'm here to serve Jesus. That's it. I don't need my name called. I don't need nobody clapping for me. I don't need to take up no special offerings. All I do is ask you to tithe. Can I get a witness? Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. You know why? Because at the end of the day, you need to see Christ. In this church, in this pastor, you need to see Christ and him crucified. Can I get a witness? Look at the final thing we see, a demonstration of inner truth, and that is 214 real quick. 214, get there, get there, get there, get there, get there. What does it profit, my brethren, that a man say he have faith but have not works? Can faith save him? Rhetorical. Uh, and, and faith alone is never biblical. And he goes on to give an example. If a brother or sister, verse 15, is naked in destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto him, depart in peace, be warmed, be filled. Let me give you an example. I'm coming out 322 in my car. It's freezing outside. It's snowing. And you, you trying to go through the snow, and you remember, and I know who you are, and I pull my window down and say, God bless you, and keep going. <laughs> what, what kind of mess is that? May God be with you. No, that a faith without works is dead. Uh, look what verse 17 says. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Now, now this, this, this introduces this new section. Uh, all right, I say I believe. I say I believe. I was telling you, I grew up in the church, uh, look, did everything, grew up in the church all my life, one saved. One saved the lick. One saved the lick. I went to church every Sunday. One saved the lick. Auxiliaries, clubs, church was nothing but a club. 
what club are you in? Well, I'm in the... I'm in this club. Oh, good. Y'all raised a lot of money for Women's Day. Remember that mess? Come on, Women's Day is coming. Men's Day is coming. Let's see if we can raise more money in the women. Folk dying and going to hell. Y'all know. Church folk fighting, cussing. Club meetings around their house, drinking. I'm preaching up in this place. Do you know why I'm so demanding and strict? Because I came up under that stuff. Are, are y'all getting this? So when I started passing, I said, hey, ain't up in here, Doc. It's going to be all Jesus. Can I get a witness? Come on now, you know the story. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. In church, professing but not possessing. Claiming but not committed. Do I have a witness? Yeah, yeah, he, he says right here, dead faith is when you say, claim, but there's no backup. That's dead. And then demonic faith, uh-oh, I love this one, verse 19, thou believest that there is one God, you do well. The demons should be demons. There's only one devil. The demons also believe and tremble. Now, what kind of belief do the demons have? Well, this is deep. They don't have a commitment. They, they don't have a confession of sin. They have a credence. They know who Jesus is. Are y'all getting this? Demons believe. Well, do you believe the ABCs? The demons say, yeah, I believe. I admit. I believe and I confess. What they need to do is believe the D. What's the D? Departure from faith. They're going to hell. Well, you know, I, I... No, the demons believe. You say you believe? Demons believe. The demons believe. They believe that Jesus is the Christ. They believe that Jesus is the Son of God. They believe that Jesus died for the sins of the world. They believe that Jesus was buried, and they know he rose again the third day with all power. The demons believe. And look what James says. Not only do they believe, but they tremble. But then he moves to the demonstrating, demonstrative faith of Abraham. And Abraham believed God, and it was imputed to righteousness. Well, what did Abraham do? I'm glad you asked. He offered up his son. When you go to Genesis 22, that, that, that whole text, Tony Evans came here, he preached on it, did a great job, but that whole, text is, that whole text is frightening. Abraham, like us, failed test after test after test after test after test. And every time Abraham failed the test, God taught him something different about who he was. I am... Genesis 15, El Shaddai. I'm the big-breasted one that you can count on. I'm the covenantal God. I'm your shield and exceedingly great reward. I'm Jehovah M. Kadesh. I'm Jehovah Sink Canoe. I'm, I, Lord, I feel like preaching. I'm, I'm El Elyon, the most high God. I'm, 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 I'm Jehovah Roy. I'm, yeah, I'm the shepherd king. I'm, 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 yeah, 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 I'm all of that. I'm, every time, Abraham, you mess up, you're learning something else about me. And, and Abraham, for 25 years, you've been learning who I am. 
Can I get a witness? You, you've been learning that I'm your healer. You've been learning that I'm your sustenance. You, you've been learning that I'm your great reward. You, you, you've been learning that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. you. You've been learning that I'm your El Elyon. But there's one class you didn't take. You need to know that I'm Jehovah Jireh. I'm the one that will provide. Can I get a witness? So he said, here's a test. Take your son, your only son, your young lad Isaac, and take him to the summit of Moriah. And there, offer him up as a burnt sacrifice. Can I get a witness? And you know, Abraham had failed so many times that he just got up early, not trying to figure it out. He told Isaac, let's go. Where we going, Dad? We going to the summit of Mount Moriah. Now, before I close, Moriah is synonymous with Calvary. In fact, Moriah is where Calvary was. So God did a preview, I'm preaching, of what he asked Jesus to do. Can I get a witness? And they started going up the mountain, and uh, Isaac said, Father, wait a minute, we got a problem here. He said, the wood is here, and, and the knife is here, and, and, but where is the sacrifice? And Abraham said, the Lord, Jehovah Jireh, he will provide himself as a sacrifice. Can I get a witness? Or do I have a witness in the house? Then he told the servants, wait here. Me and the young lad shall return. I don't know what God's going to do it. I don't know when God's going to do it. I don't know how God's going to do it. But faith it's calling those things that be not as though it already was. Can I get a witness? You can't wait to see something. You can't wait to feel something. You can't wait to... You gotta know that you know that you know that he will do far exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think to the only wise God, our Savior, say it, say it, say it. So Abraham pulled back the knife, and when he was coming to kill Isaac, an angel said, do the lad no harm, for now I know. Can I get a witness? God just wants to know that you're willing to live by faith. God wants to know. Can I get a witness? And while Abraham was talking to an angel, he heard a ram caught in the thicket. Can I get a witness? That was the sacrifice. Jesus is faithful. He may not come when you want him, but he's right on time. Your faith and your works Go hand in hand. You say you believe. Let me see the fruit of your faith. Let me see the works of your faith. Do you tithe? Do you serve? Do you pray? Can I get a witness? Is he able? He's able. He's able. He's able. Say yeah. Jesus walked the peaky creeks of Calvary. Then he go up to Calvary. They nailed him to a cross. 
Then they nailed him to a cross. They hung him high. They hung him up. They stretched him out. Can I get a witness? And he died. Didn't he die? He died. Didn't he die? But early, 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 he got up. Didn't he get up? With all power, all power. Buddha didn't get up. He got up. Confucius didn't get up. He got up. Say yeah. Say yeah. yeah. He got up. Yeah. On Sunday morning. Traps. Transformations and truth. Walk in the light as he's in the light. As every head is bowed, let's stand on our feet, every eye is closed. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. You need to give your life to Christ. Stop playing with God. Give your life to Jesus. Just raise your hand if you want to be saved. Truly born again. Truly born again. He died for your sins and buried and rose again. Is there one, or perhaps you want to join the church on your Christian experience? Is there one? Is there one? Just read. I see. Come on up. Come on up. Look at Jesus. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Stand right here, young man. Praise Jesus. Come on. There's some more out there. Come on out of them seats. Come on. Jesus wants you to join this church. Come on. You need to sit under this word. You need to be matured. You need to have the seed of the Holy Spirit inside you. Is there one? Is there another in the balcony? Come on up. Praise Jesus. Come on. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, man. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, man. How old are you? Good. Come on. Young man's 23 years old. Praise Jesus. Take him. Lead him to Christ. Church, say amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. Praise Jesus. Now listen to Pastor. Wednesday, we have core. Sign up for the evening of elegance. Sign up for men's retreat. Men, I want to challenge you. We're going to have a great time. Sign up for that men's retreat. You will never regret it. Bring your sons, your, your grandsons, your nephews, your neighbors. We're going to have a great time in Jesus. Amen. Uh, and uh, the evening of elegance, of course. And we love the Lord. The Lord is good. Amen. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for the word. Thank you for helping us to be mature, to be responsible to you. Thank you for differentiating our trials from the outside in to our temptations and inside out. And God, we have the bait in us. We have the lust in us, the bait outside of us. We we are enticed, we are entrapped, and we are enslaved. Break the yoke in the name of Jesus that we will not run after those things that look inviting, but we will wait on you for clearance from the tower. In Jesus' precious name, bless every family in the sound of my voice, and thank you for our lovely church. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Stop being deceived. Everything that glitters is not gold. Love you.
by Jesus, baby.